Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and God bless each of you. We want to thank you for coming up this evening to join with us in the Fellowship of the Word. Enjoy the Spirit of the Lord. It's a relief from whatever has happened all week long, and this is a time of refreshing in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So we've been looking forward to this since Sunday, and we want to enjoy the presence of the Lord. We hope that you want to as well. We want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, uh, international, internet, non-denominational ministry, church that was established in the love of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus loves people. He loves his people. And he wants us to have a place where we can hear from him, receive his word, bask in his spirit, and enjoy the fellowship of the saints. Amen? And this is a wonderful place for that. We want to encourage you, if you're not familiar, to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Thank you, Lord. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. And when the page changes, click Guest. When it changes again, uh, sign in using your birth name. Yes, the one on your birth certificate. And uh, say hello to the saints, and the saints will greet you in return. Amen? Amen. You know, when you come into a building, you hopefully speak to the people that are in the room as you enter. Well, this is no different. This is no different. This is a church service. Amen. It's a church service, a worship service unto the Lord Jesus Christ, unto our Heavenly Father and God the Holy Spirit. Amen? We're here because of the kingdom of God. We are happy that you could join us. We pray that you receive what you need from the Lord. And we're going to be very uh, attentive to him. The announcement that most people are looking for has been posted uh, in the chat room, I think, three or four times this week, twice today and on Monday and Tuesday. And so that information is there for you. Praise the Lord. So please avail yourself to it. Also, I have placed an article that should be of interest to most of you. Amen? And it's very simple and very straightforward. And I want to thank our church member who uh, supplied that information so that all of us could come to a better understanding of what has transpired. Amen? Amen. So we are not given to panic and alarm, you know. That's not who we are. 
We are founded in the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not given to panic and alarm because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? We're not given to fear and panic. Amen? So just because there's a ripple in the pond doesn't mean we have to go dive out into the ocean. Now, we're talking about uh, a group of people in a work setting, and if there's a ripple, they go overboard every single time. I've been watching this over the decades. Their immediate response to any ripple in the pond is to go overboard. It's to overreact. It's regular for them. They live in a panic world, but we don't. We have the peace of God. We have the Prince of Peace. So we are anchored in the Lord. Amen? Now, that matter has been taken care of. Those in uh, government positions that are responsible for responding to that have responded. But what you will find is that months from now, There'll be many that are still analyzing it and overanalyzing it and reanalyzing it and trying to find somebody to blame. Well, those that are responsible are responsible. And as for everyone else, that's not really their concern. They need to go on with what they're doing. Amen? So now, God has stepped in to help us to understand that things have been taken care of. So what are you all alarmed for? You remember when we were children, there was this story about Chicken Little. And something small and insignificant happened, and Chicken Little just swore that the sky was falling. You couldn't talk Chicken Little out of understanding that the sky was really not falling. But you see, some people have that mentality. They live in fear. They live in panic. And they live in anxiety. They live in fear. They live in panic. And they live in anxiety. But God has told us not to do that. It's sin to us to do such things. It is sin to live that way. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. It didn't come from him. And since we know it's demonic, we should seek to get rid of it. Amen? We have the prince of peace. He paid the price for us to have peace in our hearts and in our minds. And so we should choose of our own free will to walk in the peace that he's given us. We saw this same uh, situation of sorts unfold during the pandemic. People succumbed to fear, but they didn't consider the Prince of Peace. Yes, I'm, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. But they didn't consult with the Prince of Peace. They just grabbed the fear and went to running. Well, that's not Christ-like. That's not holy. 
That's not Christian. That's sin. So we've had another reminder that we need to focus on the Prince of Peace. He's still seated at the right hand of the Father. And so our minds and hearts should not be, oh, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. People all over the world have had too much to say about this situation. People all over the world have had too much opinion, too much commentary, and too much to say, too much predicting based on too much ignorance. Amen? Too much. And so from our position tonight, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over too much to say in Jesus' name. God didn't give them permission to run their mouths like you turn on a faucet. Just turn it on, leave it on, let it go, no matter what comes out of it. That's not Christianity. Amen? That's not Christianity. We have to be responsible because we must give an account for every idle word that we have spoken. So just because there's a ripple in the pond does not give us the right nor the permission to run amok and to allow anyone who says anything in any news to have us all up in arms. We're supposed to sit calmly with our Savior and receive from our counsel. We have the Holy Spirit. He's the comforter. And we're supposed to partake of the comfort of the Lord. Amen? That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to behave like the world. We have the comforter, the Holy Spirit. He comforts us. Amen? And we should act like we know that God actually does live in us, that our bodies are actually the temple of the Holy Ghost. We should live in what we read in our Bibles and what we hear taught to us. We're supposed to live it. When something comes up, we're not supposed to revert back to acting like the world. We're supposed to be grounded in him, rooted and grounded in him and in his love. We know that the Lord knew our days before we knew about days. So why would we be alarmed? Amen? Why would we be alarmed? No, we're supposed to go do something else. If we had plans to go out and eat some barbecue with some coleslaw and maybe some baked beans, then maybe that's what we ought to do. But we shouldn't be alarmed. That's the last thing. The last thing. We should be calm and at peace, knowing that our God provides all of our needs, whatever the need is. Whatever the need is, he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory through his son, Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're taken care of. We're covered no matter what happens. 
no matter what institutions do or do not do, we're covered. He's going to take care of us. So we do not have the mindset that the world has. And when we hear that mindset coming, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We go directly to 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So that's the end of our thoughts running amok. That's the end of that. We're supposed to know that we're supposed to consult with our Lord and do whatever he says to do. We don't get all emotional. We don't go into a panic. We don't overreact. We're not filled with fear and anxiety and wonder and fl- and uh, flipping from channel to channel. Oh, what does this one say? Oh, what does this one say? Oh, what is it? We don't do that. That's not us. That's not the child of God. We have the peace of God when we actually decide to do what the word says to do. When we're focused on him, we have peace in our heart. Amen? Amen. And if we're actually tired, we need to take a nap. But there's no reason to act the way the world does. And you see how the world is acting. They don't know the Prince of Peace. They don't know the Comforter. They don't have him. This is how they act. We're not supposed to be acting that way. Amen? Amen. So there's no point in sitting up quoting scriptures that you don't plan to obey. We're called to obedience, purity, and peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So now what's with the fretting? That's a sin. What's with the fretting? and the stress, and the anxiety. Why? Because you haven't been listening to God's report. You've been listening to an evil report. Okay, you heard. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, next, let's change the channel and go to something else. Whatever else is, you know, weather, okay, we got that. Moving on. Amen? You know the world does not know how to handle news. They teach you that. They demonstrate it regularly, that they are out of control. Why? Why? When the fruit of the Spirit is, is temperance, it's self-control, why would you allow them to drag you into their muck? Amen? Amen. Just remember who we are. We don't do what the world does. That's why they're the world and we're in the kingdom of God. We're different. We are peculiar people, and we show forth the praises of our God through our everyday lives. Amen? So we're not at the coffee machine around the water fountain 
just a blabbing and a worrying and spreading uh I'll I'll say it nicely, information or what we've heard that may not even be true. Amen. We get you know, they pay you on your job for the work that you do. So our primary concern is working, not gossiping. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We get paid to work. You get paid wages for the labor, for the work that you do. So when we go to work, we work. Amen? It's not about gossip. It's not about the latest news on whatever. It's about work. And it's about doing it as unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. God bless us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, there is no peace to the wicked. Amen. Deep within every person is the longing for peace. But Jesus Christ is the only true source of peace, for he is the prince of peace. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but we can stop that. Now, can't we, saints? Jesus said, in me, you might have peace, but in the world, you're going to have some problems. You're going to have some tribulation. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So our responsibility is to receive the peace that he gives us. Praise the Lord. Let the peace of God rule. Allow the peace of God to rule in your heart. Seek peace and pursue it. When the ways of a man please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So, saints, partake of the peace of God. Partake of the peace of God. Amen? Partake of the Prince of Peace. And all those things that we're supposed to do, First Peter 5, 7 with, we're supposed to cast them upon the Lord because we know that he loves us and cares for us. He's got our back, our front and our side, our top and bottom. Could you ask? What more could you ask? Amen? Amen. So, we want to thank the Lord that we have a sure remedy. A sure remedy. So, Father, we lift up to you every fainting heart, every person with anxiety or stress or torment or fear of man, 
or fear of loss. We ask you to comfort them, Lord, and to speak peaceably unto them and remind them that you are with them, Father, in Jesus' name, that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that has risen against them in judgment we have the right to condemn it, and we so do right now. We're not going to be in depression or despair. We're not going to fall apart and come unglued at the seams, as they call it, because God holds on to us. Amen? He holds on to us. His love holds us steady. So we want to thank him for that. We want to thank him for that. Amen. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, and whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things, God said. So now we know what we're supposed to be thinking. Let's go thinking with Jesus. Amen? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in thy sight. We thank you, Lord, that our loins are girt about with the spirit of truth. We wear the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, we take the shield of faith so that we will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and there are plenty darts going everywhere. We put on the helmet of salvation and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So according to the word, Lord, you're with us. You put a hedge around us. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. And we thank you, Lord, that we're trusting in you with all of our heart, with all of our heart. You are a shepherd we shall not want. You supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. You've given us everything that pertains to life and to godly living. It's ours. So we cast our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. We thank you for prosperity and health because you desire for us to prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. Amen? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, We bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and the evil powers that they use in Jesus' name. We want to thank the Lord 
that he watches over us. We want to thank the Lord that he watches over us and he cares for us. Amen? We want to thank the Lord that he watches over us and he cares for us. It's important, Lord, for us to remember that you are always watching over us. You will always care for us. There's no let up. There's no pause. There's no ceasing in your love for us. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels that protect us and guard us, Lord. We thank you for your ministering spirits. We thank you for the praising angels that attend whenever we come together in your name. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for your holy presence in our midst. We give you praise, Lord. We close and seal all portals, channels, and open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We buy the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, Listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, Leviathan spirits in their attacks, brainwashing Kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, the devils and their attacks, sorcery devils in their attacks, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits, all seducing, womanizing, quartum spirits in their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices, upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components, everything coming from the satellite, the cell towers, and through our devices in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks, designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons, binding all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the praise. You're our God. You take care of us. We take authority, dominion, and power 
over every ruler every agent of the prince of the power of the air in the name of Jesus Christ we bind all of his agents in Jesus holy name we bind all targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons, and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals, and their intent. Binding all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and their components, the work of every druid. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers, and the magicians, we bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind more Jelen's attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Chinese, Russian, Ukrainian, Arabian, Malaysian, Asian, tribal groups, global cabals, all groups coming under the heading of the Illuminati. We bind you all in your power. In Jesus' name, all tribal groups, indigenous groups, North American, South American, Islander, German, Italian, Brazilian, Peruvian, We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and rituals done with the uh, phases of the moon in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all formation of bullflies and demonic insects, spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, and human reasoning. And demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God And makes man wise in his own eyes We bind you in the name of Jesus We bind mammon and his agents 
and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us in Jesus' name. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender. All witchcraft attacks through channeling and satellites against the website. Returning attacks of wizardry, black magic, and juju. Nigerian attacks, Rukura. Rak tribal attacks, Eruko. Chaldean attacks, returned in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. Make believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments. La La Land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you all in the name of Jesus. We bind the King of Pride and all of his agents, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, and fecal and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, unyielding, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris, Roko, false deities, Rekise, Terebrisha, Terebrisha, Roko, Roko, Rekise, Terebrisha, 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 Shur, Rekise, Terebrisha, Every uh, false deity that has not been named, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all Rokoshite, Rokohorakins, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, 
designs, and signals in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them and return the affliction, their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. Thank you, Lord. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, vow, prayer, and the powers that they use in those of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. They have no authority over us in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity and pride and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind the work of errors in our lives. We bind being misled, and we return and lose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft, as well as their mind control, back on their own heads in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Oh, thank you, Lord. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the band of wickedness to undo heavy burdens, go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. We, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We want to thank you, Father. We command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us to be bound now and leave us in Jesus' name. Any spirit coming through our computers or our cell phones, we bind you in the name of Jesus, and we close the portal and opening in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ, and we cover our mode of transportation and the road we travel with the blood of Jesus. We take authority and dominion over all animals and demons and other objects of the road and poor driving habits in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you even handle things falling out of the sky in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for the angels that you have dispatched ahead of us to protect us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all interference in the night, from the night, all bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. 
We thank you, Lord, that you're protecting us all the time because you never slumber nor sleep. We pull out all voodoo pins, all fiery darts, pins, needles, spear, all voodoo, witchcraft, and everything from the uh, from the uh, demonic realm, and we return it to the sender in Jesus' name. It has no right coming to us. Amen. We bind the devils in the heavenlies, bush in the deep, and close and seal every open door to the demons in Jesus' name, especially those opened by our ancestors in the name of Jesus. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demonic-inspired conversation that we have been caught up in in the name of Jesus. We break the power of those evil and wicked words over our lives in Jesus' name. We bind those spirits, we chain them with eternal chains under darkness, and we send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We raise the shield of faith again. Oh, Wall of fire, wall of fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we want to thank you. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satan's wizards, witches, warlocks, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, psychic prayers, thoughts, all witchcraft, charms, spells, voodoo, mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchment, death spirit, destruction, torment, psychic power, incantations, incense and candle burnings, hoodoo, crystals, root work, fetishes, Tribal rituals and sin, death spirits, rakihara, psychic warfare, rakata incantations and chanting, root works and all evil being sent to us in the name of Jesus. We bind up all hatred, all bitterness, all murder, all envy and jealousy and spirits of wizardry and sorcery. We send them back where they came from, bound in the name of Jesus, to never to come again, never to come again in Jesus' name. We give you the praise, Lord. We want to thank you. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for touching your people. We thank you, Lord, for releasing the peace of God. We thank you, O Prince of Peace, for releasing your peace upon your people. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, I receive the peace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise God. So tonight, saints, the Lord has given us um, something to talk about. <laughs> yes. Something to think about and something to pray about. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 63. Psalm 6-3, and our verse for meditation comes from the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 through 13. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 
through 13. Our featured ebook is Rejection Deliverance Root System. Spirit of Rejection Deliverance Root uh, Systems. If you have not read that book, you need to read it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our guest call-in number remains area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Amen. All right. So tonight the Lord wants to talk to us about tempered in love. Tempered in love. In love. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. Hmm. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? God wants to know, why are you so concerned about that that speck in your brother's eye, but you don't seem to be able to see that huge beam coming out of your own? The Lord would like an answer from each of us. Praise God. I think he has a right to ask, don't you? I'm certain he does. So, saints, God warns us not to spend our time finding fault with others. You see, first of all, there are no perfect people on this planet. The perfect one came, spent 33 years, and left. Amen? So there are no perfect people on this planet. They just do not exist. You can't um, look on Amazon and find one. It's just not going to happen. There are no perfect people. Yes, that includes you. There are no perfect people. So why are you insistent that others must be perfect when you yourself are not? That's a good question. You might want to answer that one. God warns us not to spend our time finding fault with others, except, of course, yourself. Look at yourself. That's right. Look at self. Self has plenty going on. That's what God thinks. Or you will inevitably expose your own criminal sinful tendencies and disposition. That's what God says. He says when you spend your time nitpicking other people, what it's actually going to do is to pull back the cover on all of your corruption, and it's going to be exposed. Amen. And he means it. Amen. The more you find fault and criticize and falsely accuse and judge others, the more your own life gets exposed for what it really is. Hmm. That's something to think about, isn't it? 
You see, there are all kinds of bigotries and prejudices that over the years we seem to, like, accumulate in a backpack, and it goes with us through life. Well, saints, when you come to Jesus Christ, you can unload that backpack. It's not ours. It's not ours. It's not It's not kingdom equipment. Amen? It's not kingdom equipment. Some of us believe that how we do things and how we perceive life is right. It works for us, so we think so. We're right. It ought to be like this, and it ought to be like that, and it ought to be like the other. And whenever somebody doesn't check your little boxes as to how you think things ought to be, you think that's an occasion and an opportunity for you to sneer, to scorn, to judge, and to form opinions that are simply not God's opinions. You have something to think about somebody that's just not what God thinks. And you believe that you're justified in that opinion, but God begs to differ with you. Amen. When something happens and uh, someone uh, does something really that's actually to be expected and normal, but it, it ruffles your little feather the wrong way. Of course, that means you, the sky is falling all of a sudden. But that's not the truth. You know, there's plenty of offense to go around on this whole planet. If you want to be offended, just start breathing. Sooner or later, you will offend yourself. Amen? And God's saying that's not him. It's just not him. It's not our Heavenly Father. That's not the spirit of love that's poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's just not him. Amen? When others have a different point of view, all of a sudden they are wrong. It's not that they violated a scripture per se. It's just that they don't see it your way. So that makes them wrong. Not different, just wrong. That's not going to work. Amen? It's it's just not going to work. These people are the problem with our world today, some have said. Well, everybody knows of groupings of people that might not exactly suit your taste, so to speak. But that doesn't mean that you have any level of superiority over them. Nor should you, uh, you know how they have these chairs that go around on rollers, and when you sit down, you can hit this lever and it makes your seat go up. Well, you can't do that with people. Amen? You can't look at people and say, oh, because of this part of you, you must be like this. You can't pigeonhole people. You can't use a caste system or a class system. God's not doing that. You shouldn't do it either. Amen? 
I know all of us have been exposed to society, and society does a lot of that. But that's not found. You did not learn that in Christ. That is not a part of the kingdom of God. God doesn't have a class system. He doesn't have a caste system either. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we need to change from where we have been to where Christ has brought us. We need to let go of those things, those ideals and those beliefs and those behaviors that are just not Jesus Christ. Amen? They're just not Jesus Christ. Recently in the news, a Caucasian male drove into a gas station and yelled at a black male, you people are what is wrong with the world. And then he drove off in a huff. Now, you and I may think he's just ignorant of truth. But you know, there are a lot of people that have behaved that way. There are far too many people who behave that way. And it doesn't matter country you're in or what side of the globe you're on. There are a lot of people with those mindsets and behaviors. So you can't pretend they don't exist because they do. They do. But in many ways, these type of attitudes pervade people in all walks of life. In all walks of life, we tend to class people by the neighborhood which they live in. In fact, I can remember a time uh, when one of my own family members, my own flesh and blood said to my face, well, why do you live here? I would have thought you'd live in this neighborhood. And I looked at her as if to say, what is in her mind? She has decided she knows all about me, everything she ought to know about me, and since she knows everything about me, which, of course, she doesn't, never has, she can determine where she thinks I ought to live. And evidently, where I I live isn't good enough in her mind for where she thinks I ought to be. Now, I know everybody has got at least one relative like that. Somewhere in their mind, they have this stereotype that they have developed of you. And you're supposed to be this, 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 and that. And you're not allowed to leave the stereotype that's in their mind. If you do anything that's not on their list, they have a fit. And if you refuse to do anything that's on their list, they have an even bigger fit. So God is saying to us, we can't act like that. Yes, they've done it to us, can't do that back to them. We can't what is termed pigeonhole people at all. Okay, 
So we cannot choose to discriminate by locale. We can't? No, we can't do that. God isn't going to like it, and so we're not going to do it. Amen. God doesn't like it, and so we're not going to do that. It's not him. So let's go to the Gospel of John. See, they treated Jesus this way. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, that's where we're going to visit for a moment. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, and we're going to go to verse verse 44. Verse 43. Verse 43. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, and I'm beginning with verse 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Verse 46. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? So you see, in Nathaniel's mind, because Jesus came from Nazareth, there must be something wrong with him. Because in Nathaniel's mind, in Nazareth, nothing good could come out of there. But you see, Jesus was a Nazarene. So, you know, there are persons who have this concept in their mind that there are good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods. Well, it depends on who lives in the neighborhood. It does not have anything to do with whether or not it's a gated community or not. It doesn't have anything to do with the uh, assessed value of the property of the houses in the neighborhood. It doesn't have anything to do with how the houses look, how the property looks. It has something to do with the spirits that reside there. It doesn't matter which side of the city or what side of the bridge the community is in. You see, we have a tendency to decide because we are told certain things by certain others that are supposed to be in the know. We just suck in whatever they say. We don't bother to find out if it's the truth. That, oh, if you're from over there, why, you've got to be a such and such and such and such, and you've got to do this and that and this and that and this and that. Saints, that's wrong. That's sin. And God wants us to stop acting like the world. God wants his people to act like him. 
praise the Lord. He wants us to stop acting like the world. Why? Because the world's not supposed to be in us. We're in the world, but not of the world. We don't belong to that group anymore. Amen? It's the truth. Many of us were trained in these thought patterns. We were trained in these thought patterns. We absorbed them from the culture around us, whether it was our family, our cultural group, our community, the people that we knew. We absorbed these things growing up. But you see, when you come to Christ, you disload that. Just like that backpack, you let it go. Amen? But they are, these attitudes, these thought patterns are in direct violation of the law of love. Direct violation. You can't love God the way he calls you to and keep these attitudes. Some judge others in the smallest matters. In fact, I have another relative of mine, blood relatives, who made up their mind that because I don't particularly care to buy the most expensive, the newest, the most recent uh, cell phone that hits the market, There's something wrong with um, the way I choose a cell phone. Now, I don't think that's anything anybody ought to judge anybody about, especially when that person wasn't footing the bill. But you see, that's the way humans act. And if we follow the trends of the world, we'll be just as petty as the world is. Now, my cell phone works and that person's cell phone works. It's not what matters. What matters to that person is how much money I did or did not spend on a cell phone. Okay? (laughs) So, God wants us to grow beyond these patterns of behavior. He wants us to get down to the real nitty-gritty in our lives And get these things out. He doesn't want them in us at all. Now, if such judgment were applied to those others, they would be offended. They would be offended. If the situation were reversed, they would find offense. And it's the truth. Hitler decided that being blonde-haired and blue-eyed person from Germany made for a superior race of people. And it was just absolutely something wrong with those Jews. That wasn't the only group they didn't like. They didn't like intellectuals, people that think a lot. They didn't like educated people. They were against all kinds of people because he was busy trying to develop 
a race of people that he wanted to follow him. So he attacked every group that wasn't in love with him and wasn't in bed with him. And he killed a lot of them. He massacred and murdered a lot of people and destroyed a lot of countries. He destroyed a lot of lies. Why? Because he thought he was superior to others. He pushed on that lever on that chair way too much. He actually believed that because he was Caucasian and German and a few other things, that he was superior to everybody else. He was what you call deceived. But there are a lot of deceived people going around. But we're called to walk in truth. God's truth. Amen? His sin and irreverence for the true and living God destroyed countries and killed millions of people. Yet that mindset is alive even today. That mindset that we're superior to you, that you're inferior to me, and on and on it goes. You know, there's some people, if you have red hair and freckles, they don't want to have anything to do with you. Amen? You know any little thing. If you don't do things the way they do it, if you don't see things the way they see it, If you like a different type of food, a different cuisine, and you like your food this way, and they like this, there's something wrong with you. People act that way. But the saints of God are forbidden from doing such. It's not Jesus Christ. It's not the love of God. And so then you take your little picky-nicky things, you know, your little nitpicky things, well, you know if they didn't eat that, and you know if they didn't do that, and if they didn't do this, and I don't see why people don't do such and such and such. After all, I do such and such and such this way, and I do that, and that, like, you're supposed to just line your whole life up to suit them. This kind of person needs much repentance and conviction. God's not in, he's not in the nitpicky. If you want to be nitpicky, you're not going to be hanging out with Jesus for long. Amen? You're not going to be hanging out with Jesus for long because Jesus loves people. With all of their flaws and failures and shortcomings, you want to be received then why would you reject others? And it's something wrong with them because they they put their trash can on this side of the mailbox and why we know everyone else puts theirs on the other side. Amen. We need to mature. We need to grow up. How is it that you are superior to anyone? 
For in the same way you judge others, others will judge you. Why are you so concerned about this fault which you find in another? What's the big deal? Whether they eat rice and you eat potatoes. Really? They eat, what's that stuff? I can't even say the name of it. Anyway, something that tastes like sauerkraut. And you think the stuff smells horrid. Well, really? Aren't they allowed to enjoy what pleases their taste buds? Seriously? You know, those people, there you go again, those people, they like to eat pig feet. Oh! Now, you know that's called elementary intelligence. Silly, childish stuff that you do as children. But when you become an adult, that's supposed to be gone, long gone. You should have outgrown that a long time ago. Amen. You should have outgrown that a long time ago. And if you're still holding on to it, why? Because that's not in Christ. So this very practice will expose the unrighteousness and corruption which lives on in you. Jesus did not prohibit the judgment of others. His judgment requires that our judgment be righteous judgment in line with Jesus' judgment. In line with Jesus' judgment. Amen. He is the righteous judge. He's the righteous judge. You know, now we have people that won't speak to people that aren't wearing a mask. That's right. There are now people who will not speak to people that are not wearing a mask. What a pity. What a crime against Christ. What a pity. What a crime against Christ. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 15. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 15. Leviticus. Chapter 19, verse 15. Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. Now, hopefully you've lived long enough to have met someone Who has that attitude? They have no respect for a person who's not of material means, but somebody that uh, is supposed to have something or drives a certain kind of vehicle. Oh, oh, oh. 
Wrong value system. That's not kingdom value. But in righteousness, thou shalt judge thy neighbor. Righteousness. Righteousness is required. It's a requirement. It can't be thrown out the window. Amen? Amen. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. You know, you know, you've seen people. They're busy looking through the blinds out the front window at the neighbors. And they see whatever they think they see, depending on what's going on between their ears. And then they have to have something to say about it. And then they've got way too much to say about it. And so whatever they think they saw or whatever they think it means, they feel the necessity to tell somebody. But God says that's not the way he does things. And we shouldn't do that either. Amen? He said that we're supposed to judge righteous judgment, not according to appearances. Amen? Not according to appearances. He wants us to evaluate how we're thinking. And see that Jesus is right. See that Jesus is right. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Why concern yourself with nitpicky issues that make that you make into a mountain? Nitpicky little things, but you make a mountain out of it. It's not even a molehill, but you're going to make a mountain out of it. You have more than enough fault and sin in your own world. Sweep around your own front door. Amen? How can you? Think even one critical thought of another when witchcraft and abominations live with you. Amen? When rebellion lives in your heart and pride has been revealed. With those kinds of things going on in your heart, how is it you have time to judge anybody else? You are deep in trespasses and sin, yet you have too much to say about someone else. I mean, you're up to your chin. You've got so much and so much to say and think and judge and criticize about somebody else. 
This time, it's you standing in the need of prayer. Mm-hmm. God did not ask your opinion of anyone. He has an opinion of his own. This means that you, not Jesus, is enthroned in your life. Don't you think that you should remove yourself from his throne? His throne is his throne. In such activity, you grieve the Holy Spirit. There are no perfect people on this planet, and they're not coming by birth. Okay? That includes yourself. Maturity requires that all of us learn to love others. Yes, even demonic heathen others. Because some of those people are in our family. Mm-hmm. God needs willing servants, truth and love. He can't use the self-writers. You know, self is right in this revival. Way too much self and not enough Jesus. Perhaps we could learn to be far less critical. Just perhaps. But those who hear these instructions and ignore them, well, the Bible says that's foolishness and it's not wise. Answer this. Since Adam was made of dust, Genesis 2-7 says this. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. He formed him of the dust, not, not, not the sand, not the dirt, the dust, D-U-S-T, dust of the ground. Yes, dust. That's what the Bible says. D-U-S-T, dust. That's what God did. And Eve was fashioned from the rib of Adam in Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made a woman. All right? He made a woman. So the question is, wherein lies male superiority? Where do you get that from? One was made of dust, the other of a rib. God made both. 
Where do you come up with male superiority? God is a respecter of faith, not person. God Almighty is a respecter of faith, not person. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, beginning with verse 34. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Amen. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, that means there's no nation that is excluded. Because he said every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. So if you grew up in this culture where males are supposed to be uh, as born superior to females, something's wrong because the scriptures don't agree with that. So either you're going to go with Jesus or you're going to go with the world. And only you can make that decision. Either you're going to agree that God is right or you're going to decide that God is wrong. Now, you have to decide. As much as we love you, we can't make that choice for you. You have a free will. You must make the choice. However, I caution you on making an errored choice. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Okay? So, that's your race issue or your culture issue. There's neither Jew nor Greek. Mm -hmm. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. God's not giving preferences here. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. So now look into your own heart and see what's there. You know, it's easy for us to think, oh, no, I'm not bigoted there. But you know something? You should ask Jesus Christ what he thinks because he's the truth. There is no lying in him and there's no shadow of turning. Amen. Search my heart, Lord. Search my heart. But you know, if you think you're perfect, you don't think you need Jesus to search anything. Mm-hmm. When we are tempted to sin by unjustly criticizing and judging others, we should pivot. To truth, 
and consider our own faults and shortcomings. John chapter 8, verse 7. John chapter 8, verse 7. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 7. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And as you know, they had to leave and drop their stone. There are no perfect people. Jesus did not judge her. He told her to go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. He didn't say stone her to death. He could have. He's God. But that's not what he did. You see, in verse 8, and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest and even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Amen? Go and sin no more. In verse 15, he says, Ye judge after the flesh. That's what he says. It's right there. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? Why are you picking a fight? Why are you rejecting your brother? For we shall all stand, all. Stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hmm. Kind of humbling thought there, isn't it? Critical judging sees others with eyes of carnality instead of the love of God. Now, we're all human. We've all been raised somewhere with certain ideas and ideals. And sometimes situations come and persons may, maybe even their outward presentation may be somewhat shocking to us or unexpected might be a better word. 
But we're we're required to adjust. You know, come out of that. Walk in the spirit, and we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what we're called to do. If there's anything of good report, we're supposed to think on these things. We're not supposed to judge by the outward appearance. If you're a person you absolutely positively have never in your whole life liked tattoos of any kind for any reason under any circumstance, and then you're walking out the door and you open the door and all of a sudden there's somebody that's got them everywhere. You know, it might take you back at first because you weren't expecting that. But then there's the adjustment out of the flesh into the spirit. There's the adjustment. Pivot towards truth. The tattoos are outward. They're not inward. Amen? We all have to grow, stretch, and learn. You know, it's like you're used to certain things. And when the situation changes, you're in a different environment, you have to adjust. So at your house, they only eat green beans. And you go to lunch with a friend, and you find out they eat spinach. Well, guess what? It's time to try spinach without twisting up your whole face. Amen. I might be simplifying this, but I do believe you get the point. Or you go and you find out all they want to eat is kimchi. Well, walk in love. You'll find a way to get through it. Amen? This is the way it works. Saints, if we want to live lives which bring glory to our Heavenly Father, we must change from within. We must change. Jesus is going to challenge us, and he's going to keep on challenging us. He's going to stretch us and tug us until we decide that we're going to flow with him. We got to change. For God so loved the world, for God so loved the people that you like. No, that's not what it says. For God so loved the world. People that eat with forks and spoons and knives and people that eat with their fingers. Amen. People that that eat on paper plates and people that eat on bone china. For God so loved the world. Not for God so loved the world you came from. Amen. Amen. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 8, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, beware 
lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. You see, these ideas and these belief systems that are not founded in Jesus Christ, we've got to let that go. Men's tradition says one thing. The word says something else. We better be on the word of God because that's where we belong. Amen? We're not supposed to be spoiled through the deceit and the vanity of this world and their mindset and what they think. They're woke this week and sleep the next. We don't fly like that. These are men's traditions. They do it this way, and then you turn left, and then you go right, and you go five paces. Then you back up 17 paces. No, to the rudiments of the world, pure worldliness. No, that's theirs. It has nothing to do with being in Christ. Titus chapter 3, verse 9. Titus chapter 3, verse 9. Titus, chapter 3, verse 9. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies. Well, I can trace my ancestry all the way back to the Mayflower. And can trace mine back to the Garden of Eden, and so can everybody else. You see what I mean? and contentions and striving, for they are unprofitable and vain. They're useless. When you're in Christ, whether your ancestors were on the Mayflower or no flower at all, it's all the same. Amen? Whether you think you're a blue blood or any other blood, when you come to the foot of the cross, there's there's no caste system. There's no class system. Amen? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Hitler deceived a lot of people with a lot of vain words and led people to turn against people who'd done them no wrong. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Amen? Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 6. Mark. Chapter 7, beginning with verse 6. Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Chapter 7, beginning with verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Jesus speaking, 
Well has Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. Jesus called them hypocrites. Oh, you know, I, I, I just don't like it when it gets into name calling. Well, Jesus called them hypocrites. As it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Too much distance between some of our hearts and the Lord. Amen. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men, not the word of God, what man came up with. For laying aside the commandment of God. Okay, you got the words God said. Okay, you put that aside. And you decide you want to hold on to the tradition of men. The word of God said, you know, we were talking about Christmas the other day, weren't we? The word of God says this is idolatry. Lay it aside. But the traditions of men say every year go buy a new one. Go dig out those balls and what's left of that garland and find you some new lights to put on the house and see if you can't outdo your neighbor and run up the light bill. So now where are you going to go? Are you going to lay aside the commandment of God or and run with the tradition of men and think God's just supposed to pretend that you didn't do it? Or are you going to change and be like Jesus? Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Mm-hmm. You know, some people <clears throat> have it ingrained in them for some reason that it is their job to outshine all their neighbors. I don't know why. It shouldn't matter what the neighbors do and don't do as long as it's not against the law. Some people have that in them, but they didn't get that from Jesus Christ. Amen? They did not get that from Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Whether ye be in the faith, prove your own self. Know ye not your own self? how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. Examine yourself. See for yourself if you're actually in the faith or else, you know, you're in the faith one minute and you're out the next. Either you're lining up with the word or you're not. Amen. Well, I, 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 I haven't had anything to drink in 20 years. 
No, but you're judgmental. You judge everything coming and going. You gossip. You lie. Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Mm-hmm. Psalm 26, verse 2. Psalm 26, verse 6, verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Examine me, O Lord. Examine me. Put me under your microscope. Let's see what we can find. Examine me. Thoroughly examine me. Amen. Examine me. Cross-examine me, Lord. And see that it's so. I've tried. Test my motives. Test my affection. Test me, Lord. Amen. See, you can't crash study for this kind of test. Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 27. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 11, beginning with verse 27. Wherefore, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Let him examine himself before he takes communion. Mm -hmm. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, And many sleep. That means dead. That's what that sleep means. Because you didn't examine yourself, there's sin in your heart, and you're just going to fly through communion anyway. You're not going to discern the Lord's body. You're not going to understand the importance and the correlations and the meanings. You just don't just do this ritualistic thing. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. We get it by God that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. Saints, when we unmercifully criticize others, even in our thoughts. We forfeit God's mercy on ourselves, and we desperately need the mercy of God. Well, I don't know. Maybe you're perfect. Maybe you don't. I'll speak for myself. James chapter 2, verse 13. James chapter 2, verse 13. 
For he shall have judgment without mercy, then have showed no mercy. And mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Amen. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 37. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, and that's plural, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespass. Yes, that's what he said. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth, therefore let thy words be few. Amen. Verse 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Do not allow your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Saints, many times we ought to tend to our own affairs, not meddling where God has not sent us. Criticizing others can lead us to criticize and judge God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 8. He therefore that despises despises not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business. Well, if you're doing that, you can't be all in somebody else's business. 
and to work with your hands as we commanded you. Amen. We are to follow our God and not the prevailing sinful culture. Many of us were raised in a culture or environment which allows for critical judgment, false accusation, and hatred to thrive. Yet when we come to Christ, we must of our own free will do away with such attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors. We are not measured by our own opinions, but instead by the judgment of the righteous judge. We are not measured by our own opinions of ourselves, but rather by the judgment of the righteous judge. Galatians chapter 3 beginning with verse 27. Galatians chapter 3, beginning with verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Amen. Why hate the ones whom God himself has created for his own pleasure and gifted to do his will? Do you know everything? So how are you qualified to judge? Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 30, John chapter 5, verse 30, I can of mine own self do nothing. You know, we talked about that last week, relying on self. Jesus said, I can, uh, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 16. John chapter 8, verse 16. And yet, if I judge, Jesus said, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe, saints, the Lord has spoken, and we have heard him, and we know what he's expecting us to do. Amen? We know 
what he is expecting us to do. And you know, saints, we ought to do it. We ought to do what God is expecting us to do. We ought to do what God's expecting us to do because we belong to him. Brother Bill. The Lord, Pastor Sabrina, we have some awesome praise reports tonight. Let's start with last Thursday at 8 p.m. The prayer room and chat room went down. The prayer warriors prayed for two hours to get a breakthrough, and the prayer room and chat room started working again. Those that know their God shall do exploits. This is just the beginning of many exploits the Lord has planned for the prayer warriors. Well done, prayer warriors. Now, Pastor Sabrina has a praise report. Thank you, Lord. For thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle. Thou hast subdued under me those that have rose up against me, that thou hast given me the necks of my enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They cried, but there was none to save them, even unto the Lord. But he answered them not. Marcelina says, praise the Lord for the operational website breakthrough. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Rosette says, Father, thank you for your unending love. Who is a man that you are mindful? Who is man that you are mindful of him? Thank you for breaking the yoke of the enemy's attack from the MIC family and the network. Thank you for pastors who are always on the wall watching over our souls. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Noel has a praise report. This week at work, my husband's boss came down from New York City to work with Kevin and to meet with his clients and prospects. It's a big deal. He's been maintaining himself in prayer and balancing long work days with family relationships and home responsibilities really well. Who the devil says that Kevin is a man, husband, dad, and worker is clearly not true. He is prayerful, forgiving, apologetic, caring, concerned, and of a sound mind. I share all this because there is power in public testimony. His boss and a client had really positive things to say about him. It's like he's a consummate professional, a very talented worker. He gives high attention to detail, is trustworthy, works with integrity, and has an incredible memory. I praise God for Kevin, who's intent on becoming the person God has designed him to be. Praise the Lord. Tammy has a praise report. Thank you. I want to sincerely thank everyone in case you did not see my previous thank you statement in the chat room. All of you that sent me a condolence card, gift, such beautiful scriptures, and such warm, genuine, kind words, and prayed for me and my father. I'm still receiving your love and thoughtfulness through the through the mail. I've read many of the prayers for us in the prayer room and we'll remain eternally grateful for all of your love, honor, and respect that was shown to us during this uh, difficult time. Your acts of love were encouraging, strengthening, and filled us with peace. What a beautiful, beloved family of God. Truly, we are blessed beyond measure. I love you all so dearly. 
The Lord will bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for such wonderful hearts in the saints. Noel, praise I had the privilege of going to a tropical botanical garden with my family as I've been studying botany with AK lately and it was especially rewarding experience. having some understanding of what I was seeing gave me such awe and admiration for God's intelligence, creativity, and diversity. At one point when I was alone upon inspection of a curious upside-down flower in a tree, I began to cry because it was such a unique example of his loving ingenuity. I thank and praise God for the chance to witness his handiwork in nature. There is no comparison to what he has designed. Praise Praise you, praise you. Now, Dana has a praise report. Bless you, Heavenly Father, for your love and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer request. The Lord provided me much-needed rain, but there was no severe weather in my area. My computer and printer are functioning properly, and the Lord revealed another earring that I had lost. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Bless your name. And Noel has another praise report. Two weeks ago, I gave God thanks for healing and maturing me to the point where I could face a neurologist in peace. Again, against his own judgment, the doctor gave me a prescription for physical therapy. I plan to attend therapy to become physically stronger. God showed me his favor by allowing the prescription I wanted I wanted, but he wasn't go- he wasn't giving me the go ahead to use it. If I go to physical therapy, I will be coming in agreement with a man's understanding of my body when I'm supposed to be repeating what God says about me. He showed me this weekend what we have been taught in MIC time and again that I will only become physically free and sound when. The hate and lies in my soul are conquered. Thank you, Lord, for your order and way. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Shakira has a testimony. Until recently, I was afraid of the dark. I slept with all the lights on until early hours. Since the beginning of this month, I've been able to sleep with all the lights off. My sleep has gotten a lot better, and I'm no longer a slave to fear. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for the successful evangelizing trip and for keeping me safe on my trip. And thank you for always watching over my house and property. And I thank you for the opportunity to tell three people during our phone conversations about MIC and also give them some information to help them evangelize. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Caroline has a praise report. We've been praying in agreement for the following people. Neil, Mom, did not believe the changes in him. She said, 
He now talks to her and even helping her around the house. Sister Bab has a, her leg is healed and she was able to start today after being off for six months. Hallelujah. Abba, Father, in Lord Jesus' name, your Holy Spirit, we love you and magnify your name. Thank you for your blood of the Lamb, for answering the request. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, D47 has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus. You've done it again for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am healed, and I have a financial breakthrough. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, Noel has another praise report. Praise a few days ago, I put in a prayer request appealing to God about how to manage our finances. I prayed this way for a long time because it just wasn't adding up. Something in our beliefs and approach seemed off. This morning, my husband came to explain to me how he has been stewarding our wealth and how and it is wise. Thanks be to God for establishing a right foundation. Additionally, Kevin received a bonus from work that had been deferred in the waiting. He gave that issue to God and did not let us down. Thank you, Lord, for correcting us in all things, increasing us, and making us Deuteronomy 28 people to see for you to see your work. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Dina has a praise report. The rash on my neck is healed. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord provided me with a new deep freezer at a reasonable price and a warranty because the old one was leaking and causing floor damage. Thank you, Jesus. We paid, when I paid my bills last week, my electric bill was high, too. When I got my electric bill this month, it went up another 70, making it 190. So I said to myself, don't worry about it. God is good anyway. Lo and behold, when I paid, it was only $69. 59 was in the last month. My gas bill was almost half last month. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I talked to a neighbor last year and cordially asked her to remove the trash an old mattress in the outer part of the fence facing our property, the angle that was could see. So I called code enforcement last week, and today she had her relatives finally remove it. Praise the Lord. I was praying the word, the warfare that Dr. Sprint has taught us from Jesus' example. I quoted Mark. 422. I walked into another room where one of the sermons was playing, and I got an agreement and confirmation from Brother Marshall, and he quoted the same scripture, praise the Lord. It feels so good when you know God hears you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Marcelina has a praise report. The letter was sent to LL from my sister, had a lady's perfume scent on it. She doesn't wear used perfume, which is considered a form of contraband. However, the Lord intervened, worked it out to his favor. I give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. And LL's reconsideration hearing went well. Everyone spoke 
what was in their hearts on his behalf. However, the judge's decision remained the same as the word of the Lord says. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. LL is still in good spirit, and the Lord is using him while he's in a hard place ministering the word and continually establish a closer relationship with the Lord. This gives me joy. LL will be delivered from the belly belly of the wells in the Lord's time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. AK has a praise report. I thank you, God, for helping me to remain. Brother Bill, Brother Bill, Brother Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on yes, just ma'am. a second. I have to say something. Now, you see, that's a similar situation to what happened to Joseph. Joseph hadn't really done anything. He was just in the wrong place. He had, He didn't hand that lady uh, his coat. He was running to get away from her and lost it. But it cost him years of his life being in prison. But he didn't sit there and pout the whole time. He got up and went to work and allowed his life to give God glory in a hard place. Amen? Amen. That's what we're supposed to do. If you get a hard lemon, use it to make lemonade. Okay? Amen. Wow. He's going to come out strong like this. Praise you, Lord. Now, AK has a praise report. I thank you, God, for helping me to keep my composure when a lady at the gym ignored me several times when I politely said, excuse me, when she was on the bench press, I wanted to use doing nothing. Thank you for building my character. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for teaching us patience. These are awesome, wonderful praise reports. And, Lord Jesus, I just praise you, praise you, praise you. And thank you, Lord, how you're growing up the prayer warriors. We give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord Jesus. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Amen. Praise the Lord. These are just absolutely some of the best praise reports we've ever had. All of them are great and tremendous and wonderful, but they just keep getting better and better and better. And I'm so happy that everyone's opening up their hearts and their lives to allow God to move his way. He doesn't always do things the way we think too small. The way we think fits on a pinhead. But God is vast and expansive. The world from his point of view is very different from the world from our point of view. And if we're going to walk with him, we've got to trust him more. Amen? We've got to trust him more because God doesn't fail. Amen? So don't let go of your faith because circumstances don't line up the way you thought they ought to. God is still control. So you can calm down. 
And you can rest in the Lord. And you can have the peace of God in your mind and in your heart. Amen? God didn't ignore your prayers. Not at all. They were precious to him. Extremely precious. But he answered from his wisdom, not from our level of understanding. All right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to our guest call-ins for a moment here. And I don't have a phone number for this one, but you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor Sabrina. It's Shakira. Hi. How are you, dear? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. Um, What can we do? um, I'm calling Uh for prayer. Um, I've been having a bit of a difficult time at this point in my life, and I needed some prayer for that. And I needed prayer for um, the grace to be able to read my Bible. Like, I just get, like, really sleepy and tired. And the grace to fast. And also, I'm supposed to be visiting my family abroad. And that just, the planning and plans just haven't been going well. And I just need a little bit of prayer for that too, please. All right, dear. We'll be happy to pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as the body of Christ from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, you know, difficult times come because we have to learn how to press through. We have to learn. It's not automatic. We have to learn how to be faithful, how to be steadfast how to press through difficult times. You know, Lord, I'm thinking when you exercise, you have to have some resistance to build some muscle. And difficult times serve for the Christian as a form of resistance that causes us to build and develop spiritual muscle and faith in your word. So, Father, we don't consider it to be a shocking situation, the fiery trials, the tests, the temptations that come our way because we know you're right there with us to take us through. And we have many things to learn, many things to learn in the word and many things to learn about you and our relationship with you. So rather than to be upset about these things, we welcome them. Because there's growth in them. So, Father, we pray for our sister as she's going through some difficult times. She's having problems reading her Bible. You want her to press through and to pray in her prayer language more. She's having uh, difficulty dealing with certain situations. She's got family members which aren't necessarily saved to deal with. Lord, you have grace for all these things. You said where sin doth abound, your grace doth much more abound. You said you're able to make all grace abound toward us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're going to believe your word. 
and we're going to act as though what you said is actually the absolute truth. We're going to trust you, that you've gone ahead of us and prepared the family members, and that you've equipped us to deal with the family members and all of their drama in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over excess drama in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind it in Jesus' name. We chain it with eternal chains under darkness. We send it into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. No, Satan, this is going to be a fruitful time when the word of God is sown into the hearts of those who don't necessarily think it's such a great thing. But, Lord, we believe in doing your will. Our sister is your servant, and she's ready to be used by you, Lord. Use her to your glory, Father. We ask you, Father, to give her the grace, extend to her the grace to read her Bible. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit that would hinder her from getting into the word. Why? Why? Because she's going to find strength in the word. She's going to find power in the word. She's going to find faith in the word. So, Father, we thank you. We bind that devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to come up and out of her now in the name of Jesus. And we forbid you to ever attack her again. You have no right. Deep breath and cough. Come on out of her. Come on out from the roof. You've been holding her for a while. Come on out. Come on out. All the way. All that fear. All that anxiety. All that stress. All that sweating. All that worry. Come on out in the name of Jesus Christ. All that doubt. All that unbelief. You're bound. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Every bit of it. All of it. The whole roof falls in Jesus' name. Every spirit that turns to hinder her, to stop her, to thwart her, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. She's going forward in Jesus' name. Oh, Shadraki, fire of God upon those spirits in the name of Jesus. The Lord wants you to get up and walk around praying in your prayer language. Just like soldiers march up and down, he wants you to get up and move around and walk around and pray vigorously in your prayer language. Amen? Amen. All right. Then, all right, we bless you in the name of Jesus, and we thank the Lord for the blessings and the testimonies that will come from the change. Amen? Father, we thank you for taking the deliverance to completion, and we bless our sister in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We love you. You're welcome. I love you, too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Area code 443, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hello, good evening, Pastor Sabrina. Good evening. How are you? 
finding you. I am. I'm doing well. I'm blessed. Thank you. Um, I'm calling tonight for prayer, um, prayer mm-hmm. and deliverance. Um, um, the Holy Spirit. Then let's just go ahead. Yeah, um, I've been seeking answers from the Holy Spirit um, as I've been going through a lot of uh, warfare in my life. And he's been revealing things like, you know, little by little. And mm-hmm. um, a few months ago, I reached out to you um, concerning um, an issue that I had where I saw someone for um, that she did my hair. And when I left, I realized that she she had kept a, a portion, a piece of my hair. And mm-hmm. in the um, email response, you you said that um, that I had an affinity for doing business. Is that those were your words? I have an affinity mm-hmm. for doing business with witchcraft people, and I need to um, get to the root cause of it with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So um, you, you told me you'd, you'd pray for me. And um, mm-hmm. so now um, it, it's been almost six months, and the Holy Spirit um, finally revealed the root cause. Um, so the, over the past 10 years almost, and I didn't even really realize it until he broke it all down to me, um, the last church before um, my be, being a member of, of this ministry um, I was a member of a previous church for several years, and the Holy Spirit revealed to me that someone in the church or the church itself, after I left them, um, they put something um, something on me. I don't know what it's called, but if I describe it, it's, it's almost like an APB type of thing where wherever I go, no matter where it is, if it's my work environment, it could be in the, you know somewhere in the public. It could be my neighbors around me. Um, that anyone who is a worker of witchcraft, they will bring me under attack. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit showed me that it came from that church, someone at the church or the church itself. I don't know if that's considered a curse or something like that, but they put something on me that. Um, I'm I'm being brought under uh, witchcraft attack, and he literally showed me um, a list of people over the past ten years that I actually forgot. I forgot about a lot of them, and it was at least uh, it was almost twenty people. And if I would have continued on, I know he would have showed me more, but uh, it was at least twenty people who um, who were in witchcraft who attacked me. And and I'm still fighting even now with um under you know, with, with people who are still warring against me. Um, like my old coworkers from a couple years ago, they're still bringing me under attack. So that's the, the first thing I wanted prayer for. And the second mm-hmm. and last is the um I'm praying to be set free from water spirits I received through sexual mm-hmm. sin. Um, okay. In the last relationship, in the last relationship I was in, I came into agreement with my ex's demons 
by giving him and them my body, thereby becoming possessed by marine spirits. And the alarming thing about what the Holy Spirit revealed is that I knew he had demons, yet I willfully engaged in sex with his demons because of the pleasure it brought. Mm -hmm. Um, The spirit of lust was particularly active in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, these demons have been manifesting via sexual assault in my dreams, coming Mm -hmm. in the likeness of people that I know to lure me Mm -hmm. into spiritual attack, um, night tormenting, sleep deprivation. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are the two things I'm calling about tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. There are blessings that come from waiting on the Lord. There are blessings that come to us because we're willing to wait on the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for the blessings of deliverance tonight. Lord, the Bible speaks of places where we are marked by you. The enemy seeks to counterfeit. That very system. But his system is false. So in the name of Jesus Christ, as the body of Christ, from our position seeking in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, this is not the only person in this ministry experiencing this. With the blood of Jesus, we remove every marking. Every marking, every vex, every hex, every curse, all occult activity, all witchcraft of any order, rank, and type that sets apart the people of God, the saint of God, to be attacked by the enemy. We remove the bullseye, so to speak. And we hand it to you, Jesus. Take a deep breath and cough that out. Both of you. Take a deep breath and cough it out in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus covers you. The blood of Jesus washes you clean. The blood of Jesus is over you. The blood of Jesus washes you clean. Both of you come clean in Jesus' name. Clean by the blood in the name of Jesus Christ. Your privates belong to Jesus Christ. They are his personal property. We 
We remit your sins of the past in Jesus' name. We remit your sins of the past and the condemnation and guilt. Make yourself microscopic and come out. Fire of God, roots at that the all-consuming fire of God, ruka de barisha. Fill these vessels in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and release your prayer language. Standing on um, James 5.16 on this, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. And thank you for trusting your pastor. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. Amen. All right. We love you. God bless. I love you. God bless you. I love you too. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. This is a hard-fought victory, but thank you for it, Jesus. Thank you for it. Amen. Thank you for it, Lord. Oh, thank you for it. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're a good God. Every day of the week, you're a good God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Heal over Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are requesting adjudication. You know, the saints need to know when it's time to say amen. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Russia, China, and Iran are holding a five-day maritime exercise. 
seeking to bolster their naval security, Beijing's defense ministry announced on Wednesday. The ministry said that the three nations' security bond, 2023, war games in the Gulf of Oman run from March 15th to 19th. That'd be about now. And that several unspecified countries will also be joining. This exercise will help deepen the practical cooperation between the navies of the participating countries, further demonstrate the willingness and ability to join and mainly maintain maritime security, the ministry stated, adding that it will inject positive energy into regional peace and stability. China's guide Guided missile destroyer Nanning will be taking part, the ministry said, noting that noting that security bond 2023 will build on the drills held by China, Russia, and Iran in 2019 and 2022. In late 2019, similar three-nation exercises took place in the Indian Ocean and Arabian Sea with a spokesman for the Iranian military, whatever his name is, saying the goal was to counter terrorism and piracy. In 2022, the security bond maneuvers encompassed the northern part of the Indian Ocean and involved the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the elite branch of Tehran's military. Earlier this week, Russian Defense Minister, whatever his name is, said cooperation between Moscow and Beijing had reached a whole new level with the partnership serving as one of the main deterrents to the aggressive activities of the United States and its henchmen in the Asia-Pacific region. February, China conducted another naval drill with Russia along with South Africa, while Pretoria called it a means of increasing coordination between the three countries. Western media branded the move controversial in view of the uh, Ukraine conflict. The U.S. also weighed in with the White House spokesman Jean Pierre stating in January that Washington has concerns about any country exercising with Russia as Moscow continues its military campaign in Ukraine. Thank you, Lord for those adjudications by the righteous judge. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Ukraine is drafting a law to legalize its controversial hacker brigade during an international pro-Ukrainian hacktivist group into a cyber reserve military unit. Newsweek confirmed with a state official in an article published on Tuesday. Secretary of Ukraine's National Coordination Center for Cybersecurity, Natalia, whatever her name is, told Newsweek that a law regulating the creation and functioning of cyber forces was being fast-tracked at the Ukrainian Defense Ministry. She added that this new law would be the basis for building the state's cyber defense capabilities engaging cyber volunteers in these activities and creating a cyber reserve. Kiev currently has a volunteer hacker brigade called the IT Army of Ukraine, which it wants to take out of the legal gray area and incorporate into the armed forces in an official capacity. The Army calls itself a worldwide IT community that represents President Vladimir Zelensky's team and is the supreme power in Ukraine 
capable of blocking over 800 targets simultaneously. They invite anyone with a – I just lost my spot. Okay. Okay, let me go back. They invite anyone with a phone to join and help launch distributed denial-of-service DDoS attack on Russian online services where they flood the sites with Internet traffic and cause an outage. The group has claimed responsibility for crashing various Russian sites, including bringing down media websites during Vladimir Putin's State of the Union address last month. The IT Army has also been criticized for targeting civilian facilities, including hospitals, in their attacks, according to Newsweek. The report claims that a representative of the group has welcomed the decision to legalize their efforts, even if it meant dissolving the existing IT army to transform it into an official army unit. This comes as Russia and Belarus signed a new digital safety and agreement earlier, safety agreement earlier this month to increase the protection of information infrastructure and combat destructive influences on the information resources of the two states. At the same time, many Western outlets are using warnings on alleged Russian cyber warfare. Most recently, CNN said on Wednesday that Russian hackers were targeting European military and transport organizations, citing a Microsoft report. Similarly, German Interior Ministry Nancy told a media group last month that Moscow's hackers were a massive danger to Berlin. Mm -hmm. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning California Representative Kevin Kiley's school choice proposal was adopted by the U.S. House of Representatives Education and the Workforce Committee last week as part of H.R. 5 or the Parents' Bill of Rights Act proposed by House Republicans earlier this month. Kiley's proposal would amend the Parents' Bill of Rights Act to ensure parents have the right of, to information about their schools their child may attend including those within and outside their district, as well as charter schools. Every student deserves a quality education, and school choice is a critical component, he said. My amendment ensures parents are fully informed of every enrollment option available to their child. I am grateful my colleagues stand with me in translating the promise of school choice into a concrete policy, and I look forward to continuing to fight for a quality education for every child. Kylie's proposal is a part of the Bill of Rights Act, a larger proposal introduced by the Republican Julie Letlow of Louisiana March 1st that would amend the 1965 Elementary and Second Education Act to require more transparency from school boards, including posting curriculum, library books, and other classroom materials publicly. Additionally, it would affirm parents' rights to address school boards and be informed about violent activity in schools. Letlow said in a March 1st statement that the bill is based on five common-sense principles, including the parents have the right to know what their students, their children are learning in classrooms and a right to see how school budgets, right to see school budgets and spending. The bill also says parents have the right to be heard and a right to protect their child's privacy, 
and keep them safe. As a mom of two and a former educator, I believe for a child to succeed, they need families and schools to work together as partners throughout the learning process, she said in a statement. The House Education Workforce Committee voted 25 to 20 along party lines to advance the bill March 8th with every Republican voting affirmatively and every Democrat against it. The bill will now go before the House floor for a vote by the end of the month. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a proposed Tennessee bill which strengthen conscious rights, allowing people qualified to officiate marriage ceremonies to refuse to perform same-sex unions or, or any others to which they object. But on March 14th, proponents of the bill hit a snag when it stalled. Members of the state Senate Judiciary Committee voted to delay further consideration of the measure until January 23rd, 2024. Lawmakers in the Tennessee House of Representatives already had passed House Bill 878. To become law, the legislation would have to be approved by members of the state Senate and get past the Tennessee governor's desk. Opponents of the bill saw it as a win until next year when it could resume moving through the process. Chris Sanders, executive director of the Tennessee Equality Project and Tennessee Equality Project Foundation, said, we believe that public officials should serve the entire public and cannot support the bill. Under the state law, a long list of officials have the power to officiate or solemnize a marriage in Tennessee. The new law would allow them to decline. Across the nation, wedding vendors have faced expensive years of long legal battles for refusing to perform services for same-sex wedding ceremonies. Some have said that they fear the new Respect for Marriage Act could put them even more at risk for lawsuits if they refuse to provide services for weddings that go against their religious beliefs. Signed into law by President Joe Biden December 2022, it recognizes any marriage between two individuals that is valid under state law and was written to give federal protection to same-sex and interracial unions. It also requires states to recognize marriages legally performed in other states, and it allows the Department of Justice to bring civil action and establishes a private right of action for violations. According to the Congressional Summary of the Act, it does not affect religious liberties or conscious protections that are available under the Constitution or federal law. The summary also states that the Act does not require religious organizations to provide goods or services to formally recognize or celebrate a marriage. But the proposed Tennessee bill threatens same-sex marriages there. LGBT activists argue, and many media outlets have interpreted the new measure as an attempt to ban gay marriage by proxy. Under current Tennessee law, any couple planning to marry must first obtain a marriage license from a county clerk. Then the couple must make marriage vows to solemnize the marriage before a religious leader, judge, elected state official, county clerk, or others allowed under state statute. After that, Vow-taking ceremony, the officiant signs the marriage license and returns it to the county clerk. The proposed law is just two sentences long. If passed, it would stipulate that in Tennessee, a person shall not be required to solemnize the marriage. If the person has an objection to solemnizing the marriage, 
based on the person's conscious or religious beliefs. It doesn't address whether county clerks can refuse to provide marriage licenses to same-sex couples. And if a person authorized to perform a marriage refuses a couple, noting in the law prevents the couple from finding, nothing in the law prevents the couple from finding a willing officiant. In a debate on the House floor, Fritz said he knew of no instance when an unwilling officiant had been forced under the current law to alamize a marriage in Tennessee. But he said the lack of apparent need for the law was irrelevant. The bill would protect civil liberties and rights, he said. The law didn't specifically target same-sex marriages, he said. Current state law generally says state officials and clergy may authorize a marriage, but it doesn't say they must according to legal analysis by the Family Research Council. If someone with authority to solemnize marriage doesn't want to perform a ceremony for any reason, he or she can refuse. The analysis reads, pastors decide what marriages they will and won't perform. They are not required to perform marriages they do not wish to perform, such as same-sex marriages, according to the legal analysis. Officiants may have other reasons for declining to participate in some marriage ceremonies, Fritz pointed out, and the right to refuse a request to perform a ceremony rarely affects whether a couple can marry, the analysis suggests. No individual has been denied a marriage ceremony because they couldn't find anyone to perform it. Therefore, it is difficult to see what the interest the state would have in forcing anyone to perform any solemnization. But the law doesn't explicitly say a lawful officiant may refuse to conduct a couple's wedding. So people who refuse to perform a marriage ceremony could face a challenge, according to the FRC. The proposed legislation would turn what's now an implied choice into a legal guarantee. In a written statement, the Human Rights Campaign called the proposed law a continuation of Tennessee's obsession with anti-LGBT legislation. These bills are not about protecting children. They are not about religious freedom. The group's legal director, Sarah Warbelow, wrote in a press release about HB 878 and another proposed law that would require drag performances to obtain permit before shows. They are about stripping away basic human rights that LGBT people have fought for over decades, forcing LGBT people, particularly transgender and non-binary people, back in the closet and labeling us as dangerous. Sanders wrote in a press release that the Tennessee House of Representatives continues to be one of the most dangerous legislative chambers in the country for LGBT people. They have ignored constituents in their offices, phone calls, and compelling committee testimony. It is time they became the people's house again. Tennessee recently banned drag shows for children and same-sex change surgery. Fourteen states have banned drag performances for children, and several more states have banned sex change surgeries for minors. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your righteous judgment. Now, uh, I'm not going to read, because of time, all of this last one, but I'm going to begin it. You may finish reading it on your own at your leisure. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning his headlines declare that peak woke has passed. One researcher thinks it's possible that wokeness is actually just mutating. The jury is still out in terms whether the greater wokening is winding down. 
David Rosado, an associate professor in New Zealand, wrote in a February 24th Twitter post. Rosado's research in computational social science at the New Zealand Institute of Skills and Technology is shaping an ongoing debate over whether wokeness is in decline. The phenomena might be mutating by emphasizing social justice terminology with positive connotations while toning down its more negative, corrosive terminology, he said. Rosado's February 24th post was accompanied by a graph from an article he published the same day. His analysis of Twitter data showed that more positive-sounding terms linked to social justice affirmation, inclusion, and sustainable, to name a few, have been on the upswing in recent years. The term woke is used by both liberals and conservatives to describe a number of more radical progressive ideologies, including critical race theory, social justice, and gender theory. Contrast, some language with more negative associations has become less common. Such terms include cultural appropriation, exclusion, and heteronormativity. Rosado also found that negative language linked to perceived victims, though not their perceived victimizers, has grown in popularity or stabilized at high frequencies. Words and phrases like marginalized, radicalized, and exploited fell into this category. He thinks this list trend supports research by sociologist Bradley Campbell, who argues that a victim culture has taken hold. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your adjudications in such matters. You indeed are the righteous judge. Amen. Brother Marshall. It's time to pray. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, mercy. Thank you, mercy. Thank you, extraordinary mercy. Thank you that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Lord. You know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not just one or two people. We've all had our issues, generationally and personally and from growing up and uh, the things that Pat Holiday had talked about for many years about the uh, the pressures that are put on people in the school system and in the, the universities. Oh, Father, you know what's going on in everyone's heart and mind simultaneously, even when they're awake and when they're asleep. <laughs> you still love every human being. And, Father, you said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not, and it will be given him. And you said, Father, that we can come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace in time of need. So we do, in agreement, according to your word. You said, if two of you on earth agree such anything you ask, it shall be done my Father, which is in heaven. Because of the blood of the covenant, Father, like it says over in Hebrews 10:19, Having therefore, brethren, boldness enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. It's not my blood. It's his blood. He's given us a supernatural divine transfusion. And he's giving us new hearts. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. Thank you for changing us all from glory to glory. We behold your glory with open face. So, Father, you know all these situations and what's going on in the world, Father God, for all these different items that 
that Brother Bill was so kind to post as, as uh, Pastor Sabrina was reading through them. Oh, my goodness, Father. We ask, I don't know the answers, but you know everything. <laughs> you know the answers before we ask, and you're way outside of time and space, and you have our tomorrow already in your hand. You know what's going on, Father. And, and you, and you, you are no respecter of persons. You love the Russian Orthodox and how they're working together with the communist Chinese, God knows, and Iran. You only know, Lord, how these things work together. But we know that there are BRICS nations that are standing because they've really had enough of this overbearing presence of the whatever the spirits are that are involved with the global elite, particularly operating through the U.S. military, doing things that have not been pleasing, not just to Russia, but to many nations, Father God. Of course, many nations have done things that are not too pleasing in your sight. Not that Russia's good and China's good and Iran's good and U.S. is bad. No, we're all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But you love every human being. You love the Christians in every one of these nations. And yeah, there are Christians, I believe, even in Iran, because you, you know how to get a hold of everybody. And you're able to wake people up, Father God, in these last days. You said, last days I'll pull forth of my spirit upon all flesh. We ask you to do so. Help us to know how to pray. You told us to pray for those who despitefully use us, including those from the global elite that are trying to use Ukraine as a pivot or a focus to do whatever they want to do, to blame Russia for everything, even though maybe Russia was provoked more than just a little bit especially with all the bioweapons labs that were there. But, Father, we don't think people should object to people wanting to defend their own rights of their own nations. Yes, you do call different nations in different areas, and you know all the people in the different nations, where they were born and why they you put them there. And a lot of people have been moving around these days, Father God, flooding into Europe, flooding into the United States, flooding into all kinds of places. I think Soros had more than a little bit to do with that, but I don't know everything, Lord. <laughs> in fact, I hardly know anything. I don't even know how you put the breath in these hunks of dust that you created us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the breath of life. Thank you, Lord, that we can come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers and petitions and declarations for the Lord's sake, because of the blood that comes. That blood is sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. says, Father, forgive them. <clears throat> they don't know what they're doing. You told us to pray for those who despitefully use us. Father, I don't know if you can save anybody in the global elite or any of these people from Russia or China or Iran, not to mention the mafia and all these different areas, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention. Your arm is not too short to save. So we do what you asked us to do. I haven't memorized it, but I'm turning there. So, Father, you said to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, why would we want to do that? <laughs> and offer a sacrifice of praise. And you said in Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you for hearing Marcelina's prayers. Thank you for hearing cut about the Carolyn's prayers, Father, and prayers of all your saints for the different people in different situations. Because our times are in your hands. And you know our times. So you didn't put us here to murmur and complain and carry on and say, oh, woe is me. Why was I born for this time? 
No, you don't like it when your children murmur and complain. You're not too happy about that. You made that abundantly clear. You didn't like it when the, the, the Israelites came out of, out of um, where they came from, from Egypt, and they were complaining about Moses and Aaron. Oh, you're terrible, horrible, and you're complaining about why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? You didn't like that. No, you didn't like that. In fact, the older people, they didn't bother to circumcise their kids. And back then, that was necessary. They hadn't received the new covenant just yet. But, Father God, you are no respecter of person. You love Jew and Gentile alike, as we've heard Patrick Sabrina read. And it really is true. You love everyone. Russian Orthodox, they may not believe exactly the way Pat Holiday would think they should. Maybe I should think they should. Maybe they have a few little things that kind of look like idols. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But there's some people in every single church, my goodness, even Lutheran churches, that actually love Jesus. And some of them have people that look like a doll hanging on a piece of wood in a cross shape. And they think that's okay. (laughs) I'm not so sure you're pleased with that, Lord, but you told us not to give people a hard time. If they actually love you, Lord, we don't know what they're looking at with the heart. We look with our eyes sometimes, but you look at the heart, Father. We ask you for your divine help and intervention, Father God. And you protect all the children, big children, little children, every nation. <clears throat> and not just from, from Russia and, and uh, kind of about that, but in the U.S., kind of, but even South Africa, Father. There's a lot of people down there. And they're, they're picking, picking, you know, oh, you're white, say so you're terrible. Oh, you're black, say so you're awful. Father, some people in, in Asia, they don't like people because their eyes are slanted a little bit differently. And most people can't even tell the difference between them, Father God. These people from other cultures. So, Father God, but you love every person. So we ask you for your divine help and intervention for all these different situations. Because I don't even know how to pray, Father, but you do. So we ask you to ask the Holy Ghost to grow through us. That's Jesus to intercede for each of us, Father. And you protect all those, Father God. And those in Ukraine, Father God, that have been turned into targets and victims by both sides. By the global elite who want to just continue to to use, uh, use them for their purposes, Father God, to have the women produce babies so they can sell them to the pedophiles or whatever. Oh, my God, have mercy. Deliver the women, Father God, that basically held as hostages, Father God. Deliver all the people in Ukraine. Deliver the people in Russia that have been targeted by the deep state, Father God. Beep. Deliver the people, Father God. The women in Iran, particularly, Father God, those that are standing up, I, I don't know, but I've heard little bits here and there. So, Father, we thank you for the people that are standing up for their rights as human beings to not be marginalized and, 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 and to, be, to be despised, Father God, in Jesus' name. Help the women and the men and the boys and the girls in every nation, Father God, <clears throat> including in Russia and Belarus, <clears throat> and all those in Ukraine that are trying to stand for the what they know to be the truth. Some of them may not know the truth, may not know the real Jesus, Father. And we know that the the government there has been trying to clamp down on the the remnants of what really was the Russian Orthodox Church in Ukraine. And they want to only go by the official church that's okay by the government there. And and probably Brother Bill's wife knows a whole lot more about this than I do. I don't know hardly anything about it. But, Father God, you know everything perfectly. And you know what's everyone's heart. We ask for your divine help that you deliver all the people, including those people that are using <clears throat> electronic warfare and psychological warfare and every spirit of mind control 
We bind you, Satan, the mind control, the, the strong man. We bind the strong man from our position to see in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We cancel your assignments for all this mind control spirit that's going on through psychological warfare, and not just in Ukraine, not just between Ukraine and Russia and Belarus, and every single nation, including the United States and Canada, every nation all over Europe, all the psychological warfare, <clears throat> and particularly all these different things trying to cause people to get into fear and panic and all those things that Pastor Sabrina was talking about at the beginning of her very <clears throat> enlightening and helpful uh, perspective on, on what's going on in the world. And, and I thank you for her insights, Father God. And I thank you for her finding all this information. And you told us not to be afraid, but you're exposing everything that's going on, <clears throat> including what's going on in the so-called so woke cultures, Father God. And not just in, in uh, New Zealand. How about the United States? Every nation, Father God. We thank you for the people that are standing up against the woke cultures, Father God. Even as I was talking to someone today about a man I heard about in, in Maine who who's heard about what they were trying to teach his children. I said, wait a minute. You can't say there's hundreds of different sexes. This is ridiculous. This is biology. This is nonsense. So, Father, we thank you for the parents starting to stand up for their kids, including those in Tennessee and every nation, Father God. We ask for your divine help and intervention for every one of these things, Father God. That that you're that if you want any acts or bills to to go through from the U.S. Congress, Father God, if they're actually able to do something <clears throat> to to bring to light what needs to be done, Father God, to protect the children and give them a could they, could they possibly still have a decent education in the public school system? There are a lot of people from the Patriot movement think that's hopeless at this point, but maybe Father God, you can raise the dead. Hey, maybe you can raise the public school system from what looks like ashes, Father God. You can do exceeding abundantly as long as we're willing to die to our prejudices and our preconceptions, Father God. You can help those. Not many, buddy, not many people can take the time off to homeschool, although there's some grandparents who are willing to help their, their, their children who have to work two, three jobs, whatever, both parents working. And they don't want their kids to be in the public school to be controlled and jerked around by these pedophiles and the groomers. But, Father God, I thank you for helping this this Congress to actually start to do a little bit that starts to head in the right direction of what the majority of the people in this nation actually think to be true. And not just in the state of Tennessee. There seem to be a few more conservatives there than there might be in, say, California or some places. Although there's quite a few conservatives in parts of California. That's why they want to separate from the southern part of California, because they don't consider themselves to be in cahoots with those people. So, Father God, you know the difference between what the wokeism and all this stuff, trying to, trying to, including the woke bank that recently fizzled when it went down by 66.6%. Amazing coincidence, 666. Just a little coincidence, right? So, Father God, we think of, there's nothing under the sun that you don't know about, Father God. And there's nothing new under the sun. So, Father God, we ask you to protect the children, all the children, in the public school system and the private school system. I've heard there's some private schools. Quaker schools. They look so nice, but how nice are they? Do they have Harry Potter there? And do they think it's okay to talk about sex education in a way that promotes non-binary nonsense, Father God, which is not too healthy for people's psychological development when people are being fed, spoon-fed confusion, Father God? You're not the altar of confusion, but of pieces on all the churches of the saints. We bind every spirit of mind control and confusion, Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Every spirit of perversion, greed, corruption. Satan, you and all your underlings, every single one of them, 
Leviathan, heads and tails cut off, descale, every one of your perverse spirits, all the marine spirits, Asmodus, Osmos, Incubus, Sacrifice, Bound and Guide, all the witchcraft curses coming through the electronic media return at least sevenfold on the heads of the priest's descendants and do those prayers and tend to death, including all the descendants of all the grandchildren and the children of every believer. Even as Sharon posted, shields up for all the grandchildren. Yes, all the children and the grandchildren. And we thank you for the shields being up, Father God. We're all in agreement according to your word. And we thank you, Father, for all the benefits of Psalm 91, Psalm 121. No weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We thank you for rendering unto man your righteousness, like it says in Job 33:26. And we thank you for the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, because none of us can make ourselves righteous. It's only that we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. We plead that blood over all the children of every, every believer, Father, and we thank for the blood of the Lamb. We thank you for circumcising our hearts and the hearts of our descendants, the hearts of our seed, that we would love you, Lord, and live like you said in Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. And we thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven, Father, in Jesus' name. You're able to deliver us from our destructions. We thank you for sending your word. And not only healing us physically, but emotionally, spiritually. You are not healed the broken heart of Father God. And delivering us from our destructions, Father God, brought on by Satan's little plans. He's been planning a lot of this stuff, maybe not just for 50 years, 60 years. How about a couple thousand years? Father God, some of this stuff's been going on a whole long time, Father God. And you know exactly what's going on. But you also know how to save your people. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be sozo. Saved healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. Not only in Acts uh, 2.21, in Romans, where is that, 10.13, and it goes back to Joel, in the Old Testament, Joel 2.32, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Well, Lord, if you could do that for somebody who was hooked on cigarettes, and they were, and they found that scripture, and they stood on it, and they asked you, Father God, to deliver them, and you did, Maybe they didn't even understand fully about the blood because Jesus shed his blood. It wasn't an idle thing. It wasn't just to have a little tradition. No, it's because that's the only thing that can wash away our sins. Without the shedding of blood, is no remission. We plead that blood over every access to each and every one of us, every one of our minds, our hearts, every eye, every ear, every access to each and every one of us, including all the frequencies, all the frequencies coming from electronic devices, all the frequencies coming from cut about that LED lights, all the frequencies coming from satellites and any other thing, Father God, over each one of us and all the children. Shields up, shields up, the shield of faith that quenches all the fiery thoughts of the wicked. <clears throat> we claim all the benefits of your protection, Father God, for all the children, Father God, <clears throat> in every nation, every area, Father God. Come on, Mother, got that. Including this this area that Patrick Sabrina started to read about, but didn't get into all the way, Father God, in Jesus' name. <laughs> A lot of this stuff is really quite new to me, Father God. So I don't even know how to pray, but you know everything. And, Father, we ask you to loose your obedient angels to fight for us. Because we know they're more with us than with them. Like you said in, where is that, Second um, Kings 6, uh, 16 and following. And we thank you, Father God, for sending your obedient angels, including the angel of the Lord that encampeth around about them that have a holy reverence, a holy fear of you, Lord. Because you said the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. He that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not. Be visited with evil. <clears throat> so we thank you for continually delivering us. And every witchcraft curse from all sources being sent against any one of us, every one of us, including those in the global elite, and those in various corporations, and those in various uh, governmental sectors that have bowed their knees to Satan one way or another. All the witchcraft curse returned at least sevenfold 
on the heads of the prayers of sin, do those prayers intended, intended to do to us. Rend unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom. Their reproach where they have reproached thee, O Lord, in Jesus' name, even as written. And we thank you for exposing what the enemy is doing, Father God. And you said, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. So we thank you for bringing to light everything that's going on. We thank you for subduing this this de- demonic impression sounds a whole lot like Sodom and Gomorrah, Father God. And we know what you did with them. But you came down to check it out because you didn't want to send cut up a, a judgment, Father God, without checking it out first. So you know what's going to go on, and you're not going to judge anyone willy-nilly. You know what everyone's thinking and why they're thinking it. Some people will just blackmail, Father God. But maybe you can call some of them to repent and say, you know what, I'd rather lose my job I don't need finance, especially when they start to see the banks starting to shake. And, and because this is all planned, whether it's by white hats or black hats, we know the U.S. dollar is going to be changed. There's no question, Father God. Everybody's projecting it for many years, actually, Father God. So, Father God, they're, they're trying to pump it up and keep it going, creating money out of whatever, wishful thinking, beyond the debt ceiling. Who cares about a debt ceiling? Father God, we know that this is all nonsense <laughs> in so many different areas. But we thank you that you've not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and of love and of sound. And I thank you for giving us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Because how do we do that? It's by your spirit, Lord. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And you can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. So wake up the body of Christ all over your earth, Lord. Every nation, Father God. Every nation, Father God. And we thank you for those citizens from... Switzerland, they're bringing a lawsuit against Pfizer. We thank you for that, Father God. We thank you for the, 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 the government in New York State willing to accept that lawsuit from another country to bring it to light. <clears throat> we thank you for many people getting bold and, and standing up for the truth. We thank you, Father God, for many answered prayers. From we, we've heard Brother Bill read through some of these. is so amazing and so wonderful, Father. And we thank you for pouring forth of your spirit, even as you promised, Father God, in Jesus' name. Your word is forever settled in heaven. You said you esteem your word above all your name. You just want your people to repent and renounce of their, their sins. And, Father God, and then you come down to change us. You dealt with the Israel, Israelites many times, Father God. They wandered away from your law because, of course, no man can keep your law without your spirit, Father God. They tried to do it, but they couldn't do it. Sometimes they made a tremendous vow. They got everybody to say, you've got to go along with, with the living God or, you know, or else we're going to kill you. But they couldn't do it just by just sheer willpower because we need your spirit. So, Father, pour forth of your spirit. Pour forth of your spirit afresh on all the family members of every believer. And we thank you for doing so. Even as you said, thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, in Isaiah 44, 2. O Jacob, my servant, thou judgment whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And I do believe, Father, Pat Holiday was moved by the Spirit to say that this fellow, Tommy Hicks, who had this vision back in Canada about 1961 or something in the summertime, that you're waking up the body of Christ as sleeping giant. Even the murals she talked about back in all those different testaments, she had the murals they have at the Bank of America, the murals they have in, uh, where was that, in in Colorado, maybe at the airport, all the murals they have in different places, the so-called St. John's, uh, church in, in New York City about the murals they had there about the sleeping giant and they had all these well-known uh, political figures on their murals Father God but they thought that sleeping giant's going to stay asleep but they're wrong because you can wake up 
anybody. And we thank you for doing so. We thank you for that. what you've begun, Father God. You're going to carry it on to completion. You didn't create us to walk around here, go, biting our nails, what was me, what am I going to do? We're going to trust in you, Lord. You said in Isaiah 52, the beginning of the chapter, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. The holy city from henceforth, there shall no more come unto the uncircumcised and the unclean, because you know how to clean us up, Lord. You know how to give us new hearts. Everyone's going to know you, Lord. How are they going to know you? They're going to experience you, Lord. And that Holy Holy Ghost cloud moves into the sanctuary. And the presence of the priest couldn't even go into the Holy Ghost, couldn't even go into the temple, because your presence was so thick. We thank you for the heavy presence of your Holy Ghost being poured forth. We thank you for the global awakening, not just in a few states in the United States, but all over your earth, including in China. All the people getting down in their huts in Afghanistan on their faces in the dust, praying to the living God because they have no other hope. They can't trust in their government, whatever government changes from month to month. Father God, we thank you, Father God. We don't trust in our government. We don't trust in any political figure. It's better to trust in the Lord than any man, Father. So we ask for your, for your divine help that you'll save your children from all over your earth. So Satan, all your underlings are bound from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, 6, Proverbs 18, 10, the end of Psalm 91. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I deliver him. I'll set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will No! 
Whoa!